gives us great insight to what it is to be a mother. You know, oftentimes we men look at the, you know, our wives, if you will, the mothers of our children, and we think, man, they've really got it easy. You hear the ladies laughing, but the men are sitting there going, oh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do that. Men, do we do that? Yeah, whatever. You just don't want to be in the doghouse today on Mother's Day. Reality is, is we tend to look at their jobs as a little bit easier than ours sometimes, and, and uh, we kind of could wish to, you know, I wish they had to go to work every day, and I could stay home with the kids and do this, but in the day and age we live in, you know, mom works, a lot of moms work, if you will, and we're going to look at that uh, from a traditional sense. We tend to think that women shouldn't work and, and men should work, and I agree with that to a certain degree, but you know, the Bible gives us some insight that, that women are pretty smart. And they're great producers and uh, good business women and so forth and so on. And Proverbs 31 gives us some great insight to that. Proverbs 31.10. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. I know most of you ladies don't have servant girls, and we men apologize for that today. She goes to inspect the field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where uh, he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. And here will be our emphasis today. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Here's the ultimate emphasis today. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. I'll finish out, but remember that. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will greatly uh, be greatly praised. Reward her for she has done and let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Let me say that the kind of woman we're reading about here is a woman that has been anointed by the Lord. It's not any kind of woman. It's a woman that has God's grace and his favor upon her life. There's many things that women can do. Women can work. They can uh, provide. They can go out and buy those fields. They can do business. They can do all those things. But the reality is, is the thing that matters most is that the Bible is speaking of a woman that has been anointed by the Lord. And she has been anointed by the Lord because, as it declared, she fears the Lord. 
She fears the Lord, and as a result of fearing the Lord, she has no fear of her future, but rather sees her future as God has declared her future to be. So her children stand and bless her. Her her husband praises her. Right there, that word bless, we're going to look at that word bless if you can go to the next slide. And the word blessed here in the Greek word is, uh, in the Greek, the word is ashar. Ashar, and it means to go straight, success, prosper, to guide, lead straight, bless. The verb indicates going straight way, therefore, the result, success, prosperity, and blessing. Straight way in the way of the Lord. That as this woman walks in the way of God, that she doesn't have anything to fear in her future because God is the one that's guiding her steps according to His way, and therefore, she will be blessed. She will be successful. She will prosper. And when her children rise and call her blessed, it's because they can see the blessing of God upon their mother. It's not something that her children rise and call her blessed just because, but her children rise and call her blessed Because this is a woman that is not lazy, as it declared in Proverbs 31, but it's a woman that's diligent, and because of her diligence, her family is blessed. Her family is provided for. Many times we give a lot of the credence to fathers, and fathers do deserve honor, and we'll honor you on Father's Day. But today we're talking about our mothers. Amen? Amen. We're talking about a godly woman, a woman that's walking under the anointing of God in the way of God, is going to see the blessing of God that make rich, makes rich and adds no sorrow to her life. Doesn't mean that life is without difficulties. I promise you, everything we read in Proverbs 31, about all the things that this woman's doing, do you think that it was easy? It wasn't easy. Let's read through that again just a little bit. Let's go back and go line upon line here for a minute. Starting at verse 10 again of Proverbs 31, who can find a virtual and capable wife? A virtuous and a capable wife. Virtuous, meaning that she lives right, a moral, right life. Her heart and her eyes are for her husband and no one else. A moral and right life, if you will. Virtues that stand out in a society, just as we read in the book of Acts, it declares, repent, and turn from this perverse generation. I want to ask you something. Is it any different today than it was in Acts chapter 2? Is it any different today than it was in the days of Noah? No, we live in a perverse world. But in the midst of that perverse world, the anointing of God has a way of causing us to walk in His way and live His way so that the blessing of God is evident on the life of a mother. Not any kind of blessing but God's blessing. And when, a children, when her children rise and see their mother, they call her blessed. You know, I remember one young man sharing a testimony. His mother had cancer. And he became very bitter towards God that his mom had cancer. He didn't see that as a blessing from God. I don't either. Hope you don't. But the interesting thing is, is that one morning he woke up 
early, which was not the normal thing for him. His mom woke up early all the time. The Bible talks about that in Proverbs 31. She rises early in the morning. He decided one morning, I guess, to, he was going to get up early and, and go out and hang with the guys. But as he was heading out, this is probably about 6 o'clock and they're going to go fishing. You know how it is. If you get out there, kind of the early bird catches the worm, the worm catches the fish. You know what I'm saying? So he gets out of bed and he's heading out. And as he goes down the steps, he hears his mom in the front room crying out to God, pouring her heart out. You know, God, you promised me. I would raise my kids. God, you've spoken to me. You gave me these children. Do not take my life. Let me be their mother. Let me raise my children. Do not let me go without seeing them live their life. Do not let me go without seeing my grandchildren. God, I have praised your name. I have honored your name. On and on and on, she prayed. And he just sat quietly in the kitchen area, listening to his mother cry out to God. Kind of changed his perspective a little. But the most amazing thing was, is hearing her cry out, God, heal me. Heal me, Lord. About a year later, and, and this routine went on pretty often. But the interesting thing is, is the son no longer was in a bitter state towards God, but the son began to follow his mother in that godly way that produces success, that produces prosperity, and that pr produces the blessing of God. And he began to pray for his mother's healing as well. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard the scripture that declares that one shall chase a thousand and two ten thousand, but there's some serious warfare that started to take place. Why? His heart was very engaged in desiring what his mother was also desiring for her life. She wanted to live for her son to be a mother, and he wanted his mother to live. And therefore, they embraced scripture and began to pray around that. And about a year later, his mother was healed. He considers his mother to be one of the greatest women of God that he knows on the face of this planet. Probably one of the greatest, you know, uh, followers of Christ that he's ever known in his life. Because in the midst of her tragedy and her turmoil and her sickness, she cried out to God with faith. She didn't cry out to God to curse him. Kind of like Job when he is stricken with all the calamity in his life, he cried out to God for help. He didn't stand and curse God. Now, Job was not blessed with a Proverbs 31 woman, if you've ever read the story of Job. Because she came to the doorway, and she looks out at Job, covered in boils, and she says what? Just curse God and die. Right? Imagine, I mean, you're out there fighting for your life, and you're thinking, you know, God, could you give me a, giving me a Proverbs 31 woman? Now, that scripture wasn't there in Job's time, but you know what I'm saying. is, you know, I'm sure he didn't want the the woman that he loved, to come to the doorway and just say, why don't you just curse God and die? You know? No. This woman knew how to cry out to God and believe God for what his word said. And because of that, that child rises in the morning and he calls his mother blessed. Now let me work through this a little bit. So, uh, her husband can trust her. Ladies, I am going to challenge you some today. And I'm just going to do it 
how the scripture declares it. Her husband can trust her. I hope and I pray that the husbands in this room can trust their wives. And she will greatly enrich his life. I hope and I pray that your life greatly enriches your husband's life because it's beneficial to you. She brings him good and not harm. I hope and I pray that your life brings your husband hope and not harm because it's good for you. And not just once in a while, but as it declares here, all the days of your life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. Going to have to translate that into our modern world today. Whatever it is that you do to help provide for your family, whatever it is you put your hand to to help with, within the, your home, within going out to Sears and Roebuck and busily shopping in the stores. Y'all know you like shopping, right? Some of you don't. Some of you don't, but okay. Can I have a show of hands of the women who like to shop in here? Okay, quite a few. A lot of you don't, man, really. It's changed. How many men like to shop in here? I got my hand up. I actually like to shop. Thanks, Don. I appreciate that. Doyle, do you? Yeah. So, so we got some folks that just hate shopping altogether, you know. I don't know how you're clothed. Well, there you go. <laughs> so whether you like it or not, the whole thing is, is wives are out. They're not spinning uh, flax and wool, if you will, but they're going out and they're making sure their family are clothed. Um, any of you uh, struggle with your children ripping their knees out of their pants for some reason? Yes, on purpose. Do you notice that? I, I'm going to start patching. Is Wade in here this morning? He's not. Where's he at? He's helping in children's church? Well, Bless that boy. He rips his knees out all the time. So, so I'm ready to go to Miss Bev and say, would you just sew patches on that? And I'm going to call him Patches Sissel. Send him to school, you know. Huh? He'd never wear them. Is that what you said? He'd never wear them. Uh, who wore patches growing up? Thank you so much. So did I. And uh, it really sucked. It was horrible, man. People are like, can't you afford good pants? I'm like, Thanks, man. I really wanted you to say that in front of all my friends. <clears throat> Let me get down here. Ooh, man, somehow I told you I love my iPad and I hate it, right? I jumped into Ecclesiastes. She's like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. Basically, you know, I'm going to use Miss Wick for this one. Because it's like she gets the papers and it's like, okay, Albertsons has this on sale, and King Supers has this on sale, and Safeway has this on sale, and so she's doing the math of like, okay, I can go here, here, and here, so will the gas cost me more than going to all those stores to get that? No, so I'm going to go to all those stores, and, and she brings her food from afar, <laughs> and I don't know if Ken goes grocery shopping with her, but I highly doubt it, right? <laughs> oh... She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast uh, for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. Now, this is where we have a real break in our culture compared to that culture, don't we? Um, maybe you get up and you prepare breakfast. In my house, I get up and prepare breakfast sometimes. Uh, I started doing that, but none of them want to get up early enough, so I tend to prepare breakfast for myself, and then I go work out and pray and do all those things. And then, uh, you know, they stroll along and they'll grab a cup of coffee or 
you know, a granola bar or whatever on the way out. Breakfast has changed a lot for our family anyway. I don't know what it's like for you. Oh, yeah, the servant girls. Who has servants in their household? Did you just point at Laurel? Daniel and Vanessa? Yeah, somehow I don't believe that, but, you know. And I, uh, anyway, you get what I'm saying. We don't have servants like that. There's one thing about children rising and calling you blessed, and they have chores, but they, they actually had servants back then, so uh, probably a little easier. Men, let me give you kind of some insight here. One time... I said to Angie, I said, you know, it would really be nice if you could get this done and this done and that done. She goes, I said, you know, and be, and I said, and really just be a Proverbs 31 woman, hon. Don't look at me like that. You know your husbands have done things. They haven't used scripture against you ever? You've never used scripture against your husband ever? No, you you have. If you're a Christian, you've used it somehow. But we were talking and there were some things that weren't getting done. I'm just like, you know, you need to be a Proverbs 31 woman, babe. You know, a little bit jokingly, but I'm trying to, you know, speak some things into my wife's life. And I said, you know, I know it's a lot, but we need to get more done. She goes, that's fine. I'll be a Proverbs 31 woman, and you can get me some servants. <laughs> I raised my hand and volunteered because we can't afford servants. <laughs> you understand? It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll... I'll help out. I'll go grocery shopping. That's my thing. I love to grocery shop. She hates it. And so uh, the kids are, are, are more like when mom does the grocery shopping, they're like, Dad, would you please go to the grocery store? So mom got a gallon of milk and some granola bars, and I think she got some cheese. And there's nothing else in the refrigerator. There's nothing in the cabinet. So I go grocery shopping, and I come back, and it's everything, you know, junk food and all, right? And so, so they love that. But, um, you know. Times have changed, so I'll be her little servant boy. She goes to inspect a field and buys it with her earnings. She plants a vineyard. That just simply is saying she's a businesswoman. She's energetic and strong, a hard worker. You know, uh, I don't think there's too many moms in this day and age that don't work hard. Most moms work outside the house, in the house, all around the house, on and on and on. And so I think that, that most moms live that very life. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. We were talking the other night in our life group, and it came up about uh, how, um, you know, who goes to bed first? And, you know, depending on how you're wired, like Angie goes to bed, 9 o'clock hits, and I'm, I don't know what's going on, but it's like her lamp does not burn into the night. You know what I'm saying? My lamp burns into the night. I'm like kind of that 11 o'clock midnight guy and get up at, you know, 4, 35 o'clock in the morning. And she's like, yeah, you have at it, buddy. I'm, I'm sleeping from 9 to at least, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock. And, uh, but her, her lamp doesn't burn late into the night. But I'll tell you this, while it's burning, it burns bright, and there's a whole lot getting done. Uh, that's what I would challenge you to. Our times have changed in that sense as well. Uh, but I challenge you, ladies, be the kind of mom, be the kind of wife that burn your lamp for your family. Um, it goes on, uh, she, uh, her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. Again, I just think that's what the work was that they did. And so whatever it is you put your hand to, as the Bible says, do with all your might because God's blessing comes upon that. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. Care about those around you 
that may have less than you. Reach out to them in some way or another, and I promise you, you will never lack. God will always see to it that you have enough. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Um, Miss Bev makes her own bedspreads. Angie does not sew. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like she just got a new bedspread. I can't think of what that, you know, we went to Kohl's or whatever it is, and isn't that wonderful? So once again, there's ways those are, uh, that we secure those things that we need for our home, and and moms do uh, so much of that. Uh, Her husband is well known at the city gates uh, where he sits with the other civic leaders. This is referring to uh, a husband being an elder in a community. Because when it says that he sat at the civic gates, elders in their community would sit at the gates. And what they ensured was the protection of the community. When they sat at those gates, people would come to the gates to enter into the city. And those leaders are the ones that, that assess, like, why are you coming here? What is it that you're coming to the city for? They wanted to know who was among them to ensure that there was that problems were at, at a minimum. And so she ensured that her work allowed her husband to go and do what he needed to do in the community, to exercise the authority that kept the community protected, if you will. And that's exactly what I believe that that we men are to do and our wives empower us to do. When we go to work and when we interact in our community, we're supposed to be about securing and making sure our community is protected. Um, She uh, she makes belted uh, linen garments and sashes to sell to merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. You know, I like the word strength and dignity there. And both of those, I think, because it's a virtuous woman. It's the way that she lives that gives her strength. The way that she lives is keeping her eyes set upon the Lord. And because of that, the dignity that she walks in is the dignity that God gives her. It's the dignity that comes to a woman who has been anointed by God and walks and lives for God. And as a result of that, she laughs at her future. Now, let me give you something on that. Mama Sarah in the Bible. Anybody know who Mama Sarah is? You know who Daddy Abraham is, but we don't hear enough about Mama Sarah. Sarah received, uh, Sarah and Abraham received a promise that they were going to have a son. Sarah was an old woman. Abraham was an old man. Abraham was older than Sarah. But they were both very, very advanced in years. We're talking... 190 something. I don't think we're thinking about having kids, but see, they'd never had a child. Sarah hadn't had the opportunity to be a mother. And all of a sudden, in their latter years, God comes along, sends the angel of the Lord comes, and he he gives them a word, and this is the promise that you are going to have a son this time next year. Sarah is standing in the tent door. Now, you remember Job's wife standing in the tent door, and she says, curse God and die. Sarah, I don't know what it is about standing in the tent door, but she's standing in the opening of the tent, and Sarah hears what the angel of the Lord says to Abraham. And she laughs. She's like, am I old, and shall my husband pleasure me, and I have a child? And the angel of the Lord says, you laughed. And she goes, oh, no, I didn't laugh. He goes, oh, no, you did laugh. And you're going to have a child. So... You know, obviously, she's like, oh, I wasn't trying to disrespect you. I just can't see how that's possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Sarah laughed. And they named their son Isaac. And his name means laughter. 
and see Isaac was the promised son. Laughter always precedes your promise. Laughter, believing the way of God and walking in the way of God, ladies, always precedes the manifestation of God's promises in your life. Let's say it this way. Walking in his way, your children rise and call you blessed because you are, because of the anointing of God on your life to be blessed. And as a result, you laugh at your future. You're not fearful of your future. You laugh knowing that God's hand is upon you and he will perform his goodwill in your life. If you walk in his way, you will succeed, you will prosper, and you will be called blessed by your children. Now, um, I'll share a few illustrations with you of some, some things that, if you will, speak to it. Uh, a mother one time went to a psychologist. She was feeling a little overwhelmed. The psychologist said, Let, let's see, you spend 50% of your energy on your work, you spend 50% of your energy on your husband, and you spend 50% of your energy on your children. I think I know your problem. Moms give a lot, and that's why they're worthy of a lot of honor. Amen? It's been said that a child without a mother, 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 a mother is like a door without a knob. Some biblical, biblical examples of mothers are Eve, the first mother, if you will, which literally means the mother of all. Sarah, the elderly mother, mother who laughed at the notion of having children, she gave birth to Isaac, who in turn, we know the promise of God was performed through Isaac, a nation was born, and under that nation came the Savior of the world. Out of that lineage came the Savior of the whole world. So while Sarah was laughing concerning the promise of her child being born, she was also the mother who laughed preceding the salvation that would come to all of us because of the birth that would be given of a Savior that would come through that line. I think it's quite amazing. <coughs> Naomi, a faithful mother-in-law to Ruth, uh, her faithfulness to her family would produce the line of David, which also our Savior came through. Hannah, mother who prayed for God to give her a child, she gave birth to Samuel. Mary, of course, the mother of Jesus. So what would we do without our mothers? They've influenced so much. They've even influenced in our nation, good old Uncle Sam. They've influenced the, uh, the very government that exists. When we think about our military that goes abroad and, and so many of our, our sons and our daughters, we always declare it that way. Our young sons and daughters are, are overseas. They're all around the world serving for the freedom of our country. But we don't know just how much influence mothers have. We hear a lot about how you know, our sergeants and our commanders and our drill sergeants and so on have influenced our soldiers. But I want you to listen to this story, the influence that a mother had when good old Uncle Sam just couldn't quite get it done. The illustration is this. A drill sergeant was frustrated in his efforts to make a soldier out of a certain recruit. The trainee lagged behind on marches, used any excuse to go on sick call, grumbled constantly about the food, and never made his cot properly. But one day, a noticeable change took place in the young man's attitude when, he asked, uh, when, when asked to what he attributed the soldier's change in attitude. The drill sergeant explained threats, 
and punishment didn't work. So I had to resort to the ultimate weapon I call his mother. <laughs> you know, it's not so much the message today as it is the honor and praise that we want to give to mothers. Because as Paul the Apostle said in Romans 13, 6, give honor to whom honor is due. Another illustration uh, that I wanted to share with you is uh, from Calvin and Hobbes. On Mother's Day, Calvin is pictured standing by his mother's bed. Hey, Mom, wake up. I made you a Mother's Day card. Oh, how sweet of you, she says. I did it myself. Go ahead, read it. She begins to read. I was going, by the uh, going to buy a card, hearts of pink and red, but then I thought I'd rather spend the money on, my, on me instead. It's awfully hard to buy things when one's allowance is so small, so I guess you're pretty lucky I got you anything at all. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. There, I've said it. Now I'm done. So how about getting out of bed and fixing, fixing me some breakfast? Signed, Calvin. <laughs> now, young people, I just want to say, don't do that to your mothers. Probably wouldn't be very wise. When you think about Proverbs 31 and 28 again, and we think about that uh, her children will rise and call her blessed, and her husband uh, will also call her blessed. And I want to read to you verse 28 here. Her children stands and bless her, and her husband praises her. When you think about that, that's the household. That's those who exist in the household. The man that's married to her, the two of them have made children together. And everyone present is calling this woman blessed. Mother's Day is all about that. Mother's Day is all about honoring mothers and calling them blessed for all that they do. Get back to this here. So let me point this out. Here's the things that we've read today. We've read things that define a mother's care, and we've read things that define our praise to her. Her care, 1 Thessalonians 2, 6 through 7 says, We're not looking for praise from men, not from you or anyone else. As the apostle of Christ, if you will, uh, Paul, he says, we could, not have been, uh, been, we could have been a burden to you, but we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her children. The apostle said that he could have been tough as nails, if you will, and yet instead he came as a gentle, caring type of a mother to them, to mother them. Now, it's kind of weird to think of that, but the church in itself is, is really the mother, if you will, in the earth where it comes to uh, caring for the children of God. All of us together, in whatever fashion of leadership we hold, is meant to care for others that come in to Christ and become children of God. He is the Father of all. And through His Son, Jesus Christ, He made a way through His sacrifice for us to be born again, to become children of God, if you will. So when we think about what mothers do, we can understand that when Paul the Apostle used this example, it's the same thing that mothers do every single day is they nurture and they care for their families and they're worthy of praise. Proverbs 31, 28, again, the children arise and call her blessed and the husband praises her as well. Where uh, you know, if we look at this today from that standpoint, uh, a number of areas that we've seen quotes and statements from different great leaders in our time, all of them attributed so much to their mothers. 
and none of us would be here without our mothers, so it's vital that we give them the praise necessary. These people did. Listen to this. Today, uh, if you will, we need to be thankful like them. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Anyone? Abraham Lincoln. My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all success in life. Remember, that word bless is the way of God in that is success. So I attribute my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. Anyone? George Washington. There never was a woman like her. She was gentle as a dove and brave as a lioness. It reminds me of Angie a lot. <clears throat> the memory of my mother and her teachings were, after all, the only capital I had to start life with. And on that capital, I have made my way, Andrew Jackson. Made my way. Remember what that word blessed means again? To go in God's way. And as a result of that, it equals the success, the prosperity, and blessing of God. Listen to what these men are saying, and it ties right in with God's declaration over what an anointed mother looks like and how our offspring are. They rise and call her blessed because they understand the blessing that they're living in is because of their mother following the way of God. <clears throat> if you were to write tribute or praise to your mother today, what would you write? Like these men... What would you write to your mother? I know one thing that I would write. I would write to my mom, thanks for loving me because I was so unlovable at times. Thanks for loving me when I didn't deserve it because there were as many times I didn't deserve it. And thanks for um, being a mother to me in times where it was very difficult. What would you say to your mother? I want to give you this final illustration and then I'll show you the clip and we'll pray and we'll go home and enjoy our time with our mothers. Do you hear about the three sons who left home? They went out on their own and proposed getting back together. They discussed the gifts that they were able to give to their elderly mother. And the first said, I built a big house for her. <clears throat> the second said, I sent her a Mercedes with a driver. And right there, I figured the mothers would say, amen, you know, but maybe not. The, the third smiled and said, I've got you both beat. You remember how mom enjoyed reading the Bible? And you know she can't see very well. I sent her a remarkable parrot that recites the entire Bible. It took elders in the church 12 years to teach him. He's a one of a kind. Mama just has no, uh, excuse me, mama just has to name the chapter and verse and the parrot recites it. Soon thereafter, mom sent out her letters uh, of thanks. Milton, she wrote, the house you built is so huge, I live in only one room. But I have to clean the whole house. Gerald, Gerald, she wrote to another, I am too old to travel. I stay most of the time at home, so I rarely use the Mercedes. And the driver is so rude. Dearest Donald, she wrote to her third son, you have the good sense to know what your mother likes. The chicken was delicious. 
<laughs> oh, praise God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll share this one last one with you. I've got about ten more, but I didn't know which ones I would use. Eight-year-old Mary wrote her mother a note on Mother's Day. Dear Mother, here's the box of candy I bought you for Mother's Day. It is very good candy. I know because I had three pieces. <laughs> Listen, uh, ladies, be a Proverbs 31 woman. It doesn't mean you need to go and, you know, buy a sewing machine. You understand where I'm coming from. You may not sew things. You may not, you know, uh, make your own quilts. You may not do some of those things that they did in culture back then. Be the Proverbs 31 woman in whatever you do. Exercise the scripture that says, in all that you do, you know, do it with all your might. What you put your hand to is what God will bless. You know, as Proverbs 31 declares over a woman, she's not lazy. You know, and, and it's not to, to like, I can't believe you're saying that. I'm not saying it. The Bible says it. Don't be lazy. Recognize the ways that you can work smarter, not harder, and let God use you so your families are blessed to the max. And fathers, husbands, if you will, and children, listen. Mothers are worthy of honor. And God declares if you lift your mother in high esteem, if you honor her, it's going to go well in your life. If you honor your mother, he's going to bless you. And I promise you this. As the Bible talks about with submitting to authorities that are over you, a lot of times that we refer to that concerning submitting to the authority of a pastor in a local church or whatever it may be. But submit to God's authority over you. And here's why. is because you don't want to make their work grievous. Don't make your parents' work. Don't make your mother's work a grievous work. Don't make it something that breaks her heart. Make it something that's joyful for her to do because the Bible says this is good for you. Don't make a mother's life a life of grief. Make a mother's life a life of joy. Endeavor to do that, and I promise you, God's blessing in your life and the things that you'll see him do as a result of the anointing on your mother's life will bring great blessing in your life. Now, here's the thing the Bible says. It says, it's the first commandment with blessing that you may live a long life on the earth. Your life isn't cut short, but your life is long, and it's a life that is blessed. Just do this. Make sure you remember your mom, not just on Mother's Day. Remember your mom each and every day. You may not talk to her every day, but pray for her every day. Honor her every day by lifting her up to God, that God's anointing would rest strong upon her so that she would go his way and that there would be great success, that there would be prosperity, and there would be blessing in her life because that is a benefit to you. Can you say amen to that? So we're going to close with this clip, and, and then I'll, and I'll pray and send this out. <laughs> oh, man. There's one phrase in there uh, that, you know, had it played before I wanted to emphasize when he said, we're in the presence of greatness. And uh, I'll say for all the men in the room, God created man, and then he created woman. And uh, I know you've heard this before, but it's kind of like the, wow, man, you know. God really went all out when he made women. He went all out when he made 
those that, if you will, would mother mankind. And I thank God for the mothers in this room. I thank God for my own mother. But most of all, I thank God that in his creation, he saw fit to manifest greatness when he made mothers. Amen? Father, we love you. We adore you. I pray that the time we have with our families today, that God, mothers would feel extremely honored. Lord, I pray for for any place where there's been those uh, challenges between, Father, children and their mother, Father, for husbands with their wives. I pray today that those things, as the Bible speaks of love, that love keeps no record of wrongs. I pray today on Mother's Day as we honor mothers. Lord, we clean the slate. And God, we'd lift them in high esteem that your anointing would be upon our mothers. And that, Lord, we would declare, Father, children and husbands would declare them blessed in Jesus' name. We love you and we adore you. Amen. God bless. Enjoy your day.